Ahoy adventurers, and welcome back. I'll be your captain, Ace Diceman. With me is my first mate, Mr. Cooper. Join us as we once again set sail on another epic adventure into the wonderful world of RPGs, tabletop games, and retro gaming. Now let us spin you an epic tale. All right, gentlemen, I have uh, rations here supplied by the good folks over at Mythical Meats Exotic Gaming Sticks. Um, so as to, to not offend, we will spare you the Kraken flavor. Oddly enough, my favorite. I uh, My favorite's the Basilisk. Um, if you guys would like to try some for your very own, head on over to Mythical Meats uh, and use the promo code NEILBOG15 for 15% off your first purchase. Uh, NEILBOG15, that's nice. Goblin Backwards. It's so good, it makes you say, oh my god. <laughs> I, I, uh, I've had the pleasure of actually talking with the people that, that make the Mythical Meats, and uh, they they disclose some information about upcoming flavors and i said if you do a human flavor it has to be like soybean or something and i said you have to call it soylent green and she's like i don't get it and i'm like oh (laughs) i'm like the people that the people that would get it would get it i mean yeah don't listen just listen to soylent green and let them figure it out you could just you could just put a question mark for additives. Or no, it was uh, it was. I told her I said make it make it soil and green and make it taste like chicken because what would people taste like? Chicken. The additive is my ascot. <laughs> <laughs> she she wasn't too receptive to my ecto cooler suggestion. Oh what? That is always <laughs> the right answer. <laughs> she said it probably wasn't good for a chewable meat product. Oh my gosh. You know what I miss? I miss those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, uh, were they hostess? Oh my the God. We just talked about this on our episode. Yeah. We have an episode yep. coming up and uh, we did snack foods that aren't around anymore. And Joe actually spotlighted that the hostess Ninja Turtle uh, like fruit pie, custard pie. On the, on the Facebook page, you guys had the pictures of the cards that came with them too, which I didn't think anybody remembered those. Like a turtle secret of the ooze when that came out, there was uh, like little cards that came in the bottom of these pies. Oh yeah, Man. that's right. Yeah, I, did Joe post those? I think I think, I think uh, one yeah. one of the uh, contributors to the page put it. Oh okay. Yeah, I I I could go for a uh, teenage mutant ninja turtle pudding pie and wash that bad boy down with some ecto cooler. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just I was into orbits. You guys remember orbits? I actually don't. I remember uh, like seeing like some some posts about it recently. I'm like, wow, I must have completely missed out on this. Yeah, we we used to challenge each other to um, chug these right before a concert, and uh, it's basically tiny gelatinous balls suspended in like a thick sort of like Snapple sort of drink. Um, <laughs> so it was it like wasn't carbonated. It was like drinking yeah. a lava lamp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Quite literally, it was like drinking a lot of lava lamp. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Which don't do that. It says right on the bottle, do not drink this. Like I don't know who the fuck went look I don't know who the fuck looked at a lava lamp and went, you know what? Well I'm gonna drink you know. that. <laughs> now you know. Uh, there's always someone. We weren't smart children in Connecticut. It was you but, know, we had to find our own fun. I, I tell you what, I, I have just recently and I've been on this retro kick ever since we started talking, uh, you know, I went and I dug out my old teenage mutant ninja turtle action figures. I was trying to find uh a game for you know the either the PS4 or the the Xbox One, you know a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game because I used to have the Hyperstone Heist for the Genesis, yeah. And I used to always play as Donnie because I thought he gave me a tactical advantage with his bow staff, but it turned out it didn't change the hitbox not whatsoever. Oh jeez. But we are so in love with the turtles here. We did a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle episode last week which created a homebrew game where I, and I know the non dungeon to Dragons players won't get this, but we want to do a tomb of horrors type dungeon crawl where you, each player is playing one of the turtles and we're going through the technodrome. Nice. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah. And the, uh, the foot soldiers all have like one hit point so they could do regular damage, but when you hit them, they explode. 
they're they're what they call minion monsters. Uh, you know, they were supposed to be challenging when you first started out, but at this point, it's just cannon fodder so that you don't want to hit you know the final boss. He wants you to burn a little resources till you get to where you're going. Plus, all the traps of the Technodrome, and it's like, you know, uh, Mr. Cooper was like, "Let's let's have Shredder be the final boss," and I was like, "No, no, 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 no." Krang in in the suit and it's just going to be a giant iron golem like you know I've, I've got this all planned out you know each turtle is going to play a little bit differently um you know so they're not all monk fighter um and he's going to change size too which is crazy yeah yeah the the uh the robot body um yeah the, i i think it's gonna be a heck of a lot of fun we've already That's got cool. we've already got uh We've got two two other playtesters. Um, I'll be playing double role as the uh, uh, dungeon master or Krang Prime, if you will. Uh, uh, you you know. don't want to be dungeon master Splinter? No, no, <laughs> I didn't think about it right now. Um, what the hell was that bird from the twenty twenty area twenty twenty the twenty twelve series? That bird that had them had them trapped in the Oh, the one played by Paul Rubens. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, I don't. He know. was a, he was a sparrow. I, I can't remember, but yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be something. Um, but we've already got our play testers. We did find a Raph and a Donatello. Uh, Mr. Cooper, of course, will be playing Leonardo, his favorite turtle. Yeah. Yeah, Steve can't play. He would try to play as Leonardo. I can't have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> us, us Leonardo fans, we're, we're fanatics. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be a Triceraton. It's fine. You could be Zog. <laughs> I, I want to be Traximus from the 2000, 2003 series. Thank you very much. Nice. I, I saw one where, where they, they dress up as the characters they're playing. Um, they've done Stranger Things. They've done Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But they played them as the bad guys. So it was like one person was playing Bebop and Rocksteady, and they were like that composite Superman, where it was Bebop oh, weird. and Rocksteady on the right. Um, and how does that even work? And, and Krang and Shredder, and it got weird. It got really weird. It was like we're going to. I think it turned into like they were going to butt fuck the turtles or something like that. I oh jeez, I don't know, but well, it, it, well but then. In, but. Uh, for ours, there will be no turtle butt fucking, um, no no foreign foreign objects nowhere. Keep all hands. No native objects straight. either. Yeah. Keep all hands feet <laughs> objects inside the shell. Um, but instead of a one shot, we're going to call it a one shell. Oh, there you have go. You, have you guys uh, uh, tried out the the homebrew game Rescue Palooza? No, never heard of it. Uh, it's a it's just a fan game. It's um nonprofit project created by fans and is no way affiliated with Viacom, Nickelodeon, Mirage Studios, Konami, Ultra Games, Lionsgate, Fred Wolf Films, Stan Sakai, or Playmates Toys. Yet they use assets well, from like, wait, wait, it's got Usagi Ojimbo. It does. It? it has 60 playable characters. You can even be like <gasps> Vernon and Irma. I heard you talk about this on your show. Yeah, it uh I haven't played it. Um people seem like like it's exciting at first, and then I guess when people get into it, it kind of is, is like, okay. I think that what it turns into is that, yeah, there are 60 playable characters, but they made them all suck on purpose because you shouldn't be able to be somebody like Irma and actually be good. So it's Super like, Irma? why are they here? And I don't know. There's like all like action figure characters like Ace Duck is in the game. And um, I don't know. I guess I guess... I don't know. I think the issue is really that a lot of the characters just uh, how the fuck Ace Duck got an action figure when he was a show on the show. I mean, he was the action figure first. He was an intergalactic uh, wrestler in uh, the Turtle Adventures too. Fair enough. Let's say like like issue nine or fourteen or you something mean like, like with, that. He shows wait, up. wait, I'm gonna blow your mind. You mean like with Cuddly the Cowlick? Yep, and cry, and uh, Crying Hound. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hound dogs. The uh, the Mighty Mutanimals spun off from that as well. With Stump and Sling, yeah, absolutely. You're speaking my language, my friend. Archie Comics. That was like one of my first series that I uh, followed religiously. Yep they they went from issue one to issue seventy two, um, and it went on just like so much longer than everybody expected. Yeah, yeah they 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 got crazy. 
I mean, it was like yeah, crazy, was like, like when the X-Men in the 80s would have cosmic crazy space adventures. It was like you know, shit like that. It was nuts. That new one coming out, The Last Ronin, drops sometime in August. I know I got my pre-order in for that. And supposedly mm-hmm. it's going to be bigger, longer. And uncut? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, I guess it takes place in the future. And the, like they haven't leaked a whole bunch of information about it yet, but... From what I've gathered, he uses all four of the traditional turtle weapons, and we're trying to figure out if it's yeah, if we it's don't a know new turtle. Yeah, oh, yeah no, it's, if it's, it's got to be one of the four, it's got to be one. It's easy money. Says it's Raph. I mean, I will be shocked if it's not. I think That's, that, I feel I like it's, it's such a red hair. No, it. I think I think Santino Mancibo has got this one on the nose. I think it's Mikey because he's the least likely and would have the best arc. For, for Mikey to become the badass post-apocalyptic survivor would be the shocking thing. It would be crazy. And his like, it'd be interesting to see like what happened to him to make the happy, goofy guy into this hardened, badass Mad Max type character. I think it's, it, it, I think it better be Mikey. And Mikey is my least favorite turtle. So I am saying that not because I'm a fanboy. I, I, I love Leo all day long, but if it was Leo, Leo or Raph, it'd be too obvious. So I think it, yeah. it should be either Mikey or Don, and I think I think he's right. I think Mikey would probably be the most interesting story. Yeah, I'm I, hoping I mean, it's Mikey. I, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, that it it could be him, but um, I I don't know. I'm still holding out that uh, Eastman and Laird are doing this. Yep. and you're holding out for a hero. They they reserve the right to do this when he sold to Nickelodeon. Yep. So um, Eastman and Laird together, and Eastman's favorite turtle is Wrath. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I like I said the other the other theory that was floating around, and I think it's based solely on the fan art. Um, I think it's fan art. I'm not sure. I haven't seen any like official. Uh, there's there's you know the the Ronin turtle. Um, who will you know will refer to him as Ronan going forward, and you can see ghostly images of the four turtles behind him, and they're like, is it is it an ancestor? Is it one of the turtles' kids? And it's like, wow, it's like that's a crazy idea to think about. Like, the turtles had kids, and it's like, with who or how or what or did they you know did they mutate another turtle and they drained him? If that's really what it is, if it's not one of the four, I'm gonna be friggin' straight up pissed. I don't want a new character. I want I want to know which of the four turtles was the last one to survive. I I I I will literally be pissed off if the fucking turtles had kids. And for for eight ninety nine, I'm telling you what, it better be fucking just. It better be just one. I don't care which of the classic four it is. Technically, I th- I think I would like Mikey the best, but whatever. But if it's a new rando freaking turtle, and you know everybody is currently anticipating, you know all these speculations on who it is. He's carrying the four weapons of the four key turtles. It better be one of the four freaking turtles. Yeah, I feel like that makes more of an emotional uh, impact. Like, if he's carrying the weapons, there, there's always these ones of, like, uh, how Slash took their masks after he beat them. You know, like, uh, so I, I could see, like, him doing some sort of homage with uh, the weapons. So, yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah, I just I just honestly, like, you know, not, not to dump on Leo, but, like, I feel like they've already explored that, or it would just be, you know, Raph would make the most sense... And, and while it would be on the nose, it's like, I just feel like Leo would be way too on the nose. Like, oh, you know, I, I'm the leader. And now I'm I think they're stuff. equally on the nose, in my opinion. I think it could easily be either one. I could because see. that was the thing with the, the Batman versus Superman when, you know, he got hit with the uh, the fear toxin. It's like you saw it coming a mile away. Oh, my God, my brothers are dead. What am I going to do now? Huh? Are you the Batman who laughs? Because I'm not. Yeah, I, 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 um, I don't like that film. <laughs> which, There's parts which I one? like, but which? yeah, the bat, the Batman Superman uh, movie there. No, I think he's doing Batman Who Laughs. That's what you, that is that what you're referencing, Andy? Oh no, no, I was talking about the Batman versus the Turtles. Oh, oh, oh there you go. Okay, oh, when oh. when Leo, when Leo gets hit with the fear gas, and it's like you saw it coming a mile away. That you know, it's oh, his his brothers. You know, he's gonna fail his brothers. Oh, 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 oh. 
you know, the whole gotcha. dead parents, Bruce Wayne, you know, thing. It, it was. Uh, I thought that movie sucked. I know everybody loves it. I thought it sucked. Well, uh, what what the hell? Somebody say he was like after the Batman, the the Ninja Batman. It's like could they go any any further downhill? Like the the, the whole the whole uh, mecha bad guy robot thing. I don't know. They had a robot made of monkeys. <laughs> the Batman Ninja Turtle thing for me, it was just like a parade of let's let's roll out all the Batman characters one by one, turn them into mutants. There isn't really a story. It's all just silly. And I don't know. I, for me, like the Ninja Turtles are a tough property. I don't think every time the Ninja Turtles becomes, you know, a movie or a show or whatever, it works necessarily. It's like the humor is is it's a tightrope. It's like sometimes they're over the top and obnoxious and sometimes they're really funny and great. And it's like, ah, it's hard to strike that balance that to me, that movie didn't strike the balance. I thought everything that was trying to be funny just fell flat and uh, it just was like, okay, now let's see what, what would poison ivy be? What would, you know, Mr. Freeze be? Oh, he's a polar bear. What would this guy be? What would that guy be? Would the, it's like just one after another of like, oh my God, you guys are just jerking off. Like this is, you're not even trying. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. Well, if we go to Arkham, then we can make all the Batman guys into animal mutants. It'll be crazy. It won't have any point, but everybody will get an introduction. The sequel was better when Donatello got Bane's venom. That was way better. I didn't know there was a sequel. Well, you mean the comics? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You mean the, there's a sequel movie? Not yet, but um, no, I, I actually, I, I met the writer of the comic, uh, James Tynan IV, this, uh, uh, this March uh, at um, C2E2 out here. I actually had him sign all of the sequels, so uh, Batman Ninja Turtles 2 and then Batman Ninja Turtles 3. So he, and uh, he was super nice to sign, like, 13 issues of a comic book for me. <laughs> That was not lost on me. So that is really cool. he's like he, that's really cool. Well, yeah, it was it was very cool. <laughs> we're dipping into uh we're dipping in way too deep into the turtles here. Um because I could just turtle talk I could turtle talk forever. Um Well I, I going back to what we were saying in our previous episode, I, I would definitely like to play a character that was like an Eldritch knight or something like that based on the build that we had. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, I, I think there's going to have to be some homebrew games going, and I think we're going to have to do a homebrew episode here soon. It's been getting a lot of requests um, for homebrew, and I'm seeing a lot of like homebrew stuff, or you know, the unearthed arcana is like becoming canon content for uh, uh, for Dungeons and Dragons. But uh, the original dungeon crawler game, the 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 Zelda that everyone loves. Uh, I, I mean, I remember fond memories of it uh, at my grandparents' house. Because uh, that's where the nest was, um, or the super. I remember fighting mummies, mummies that were uh, like on the other side of a mall, like a, a moat, and I'm like, ah, oh, these things are terrible. I am, stupid hands. Yeah, I am going to go with uh, Legend of the Zelda, Le- Legend of the Zelda, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Um, it just, it, it was nuts, and it was like I remember the first time I played it, I thought, wow, that was a really short game, and it was like. Oh, but there's you know there's more dungeons now, and yeah, I don't think I played that one. I I played the Windfish one on um, what do you call it, Game Boy? Yeah, like the old Game Boy. Yeah, where you Link's, had to like Link's Awakening. Yeah, you had to like uh, poke the wall to see where it's hollow and put a bomb in. Like that's that's about it. As much as I remember. Yeah, I remember he was just like packed to the gills with with weapons and and magic items and just all kinds of stuff and i've seen many many link builds um but the one that i like the best is they kind of portray link as a bard huh because uh because of the uh the ocarina or anything he does does rock the ocarina it was the The ocarina Ocarina. yes it was the the sword play the outfit the you know just myriad of magical items um and while i would think link was he got those medallions that were letting him cast spells and link's awakening he got three medallions let him cast spells he got two rods um a, a cloak uh you know the, the upgraded shields the upgraded swords the silver arrows the boomerang 
uh, you know, the hook shot. The, the Pegasus boots that let him run faster. I mean, he... So, so pretty much he was just like a collector. Yeah, he was a walking arsenal of magical doodads. Um, huh. Almost like a... Uh, <laughs> almost like a Batman. He just had a magic item for every every situation. Doodads um, are fine, but I prefer uh, do moms. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that... Happy mother. That's just... That's just my... My, mom's a, my mom's a doodad. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I remember the biggest pain Some in the ass. Some of our moms though. are. The uh, <laughs> trying to find the trying to find the small keys and then trying to find the big key so that you could open the chest that had the item that you needed for that dungeon and then go fight the the nightmare or the monster in that dungeon. Because um, you I've always seen... wanted to get your hands on the bigger chest. <laughs> Again to the do moms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now is a resurgence of uh, link or link to the past. Uh, the Zelda randomizers. Um, I think I wandered into the Zelda randomizer from like the Pokemon randomized Nuzlocks, but just like some of these Zelda randomizers, it's like you open a chest and it might have rupees, it might have arrows, it might have bombs, it might have the freaking Master Sword. Um, yeah. It was like a box of chocolate. You never knew what you were going to get. So what is that? Is that like just uh, the game is coded to give you something completely different and change the game? Or Yeah, yeah. it was the same same map layout, same bosses and everything. But it was each chest, uh, was the chest items were switched just randomly. Oh, wow. Um, now there was like, you know, they it had generate like a, a code, I think kind of like Undertale did, where... Uh, you know, it was a it was a series of codes, and every every download of this ROM had you know the bow in chest number six A. Um, but then, if you downloaded a different emulation of the you know the randomizer, the bow was in a completely different chest. And that's the thing is, some people were encountering uh, you know really good runs where they were getting the bow and arrow right away and it was some it's like well i can't do anything till i get the bow and arrow and it was like at the very last chest they checked um but you don't realize how many ridiculous chests and and stuff stuff there was throughout the game uh even the one on top of the bookshelf that you had to have the pegasus boots for was randomized and it's like well crap that used to be the book but now it might be something you need um and I think they, whoever made the emulators, made sure to not put anything the where Pegasus boots are on top of the shelf. Yeah, yeah, they they didn't put anything that would hard lock you. There were some soft locks where it's like you know you, you had to backtrack a little bit, um, or you could screw yourself. Um, but I, I just remember I, I have it for the PSP. Um, not I love ran- my PSP. Not randomized, but I yeah, I, lo- I love Justin's PSP as well. <laughs> do, do, do you still have my copy of Third Birthday? No, you have it. It's bullshit. Oh, okay. I hate that you have your own <laughs> PSP in games. Um, that, yeah, was, that, that was the only way I could play in Marvel Ultimate Alliance as uh, Hawkeye, actually. I think in Captain Marvel's. Nice. Yeah, I had that. I had. I actually had Shocking on the PSP. So, you know, then, then, then you could, you could, um, what they call it, ROM save. Yeah, save states and all that stuff. Yeah, so I'd save state, and I tell you what, it made uh, Super Mario's tubular an absolute breeze. Uh, <laughs> oh my and god, I, those I, levels are the hardest. You're talking about the uh, the the hidden levels in Mario World, the Star Road, Star Road. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, tubular That's was crazy, nice. and then it it changed all the character sprites and gave them like the bullet bills had mustaches and shit. That's just too close to real life. Because real people have mustaches. <laughs> I don't know. If, sounds, I don't know if I want that. I don't know. That sounds like uh, Who Framed Roger. I knew you're going there. I knew it. you, Coop. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you know, I I never got to read the card in the movie, but someone recently put up a picture of the the the, the gun. I guess it was a replica, and it said, uh, "Thanks for springing me from the Who Scow or something like that." Yosemite Sam, and I was like, "Oh, so that's why all the guns had little must or all the bullets had little mustaches." I just okay. like when Bob Costas is like dum dums. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not Bob Cost, Bob Hoskins, Bob Costas, Bob Costas. <laughs> like the sports announcer, right? 
I was going to say, I don't remember him in that movie. <laughs> well, I, I said Hopkins. Oh, I, I think you said Hoskins. Hoskins? I'm that's pretty like, sure you said Bob Cottis. I think that's what I heard. That's what I heard. That's like when Let's your character... <laughs> That's like when your That's player character wild. dies and you need to roll up a new one and you're not clever enough to come up with a new name. Costas, Hoskins. These terrible weasels are here to get my Did, Now, crush. Now, wasn't like wasn't Slim Pickens the, the main bullet? I, I feel like he was. I th- Yes, and he must have been. So. We yeah. got to go back and get a shitload of dimes. <laughs> 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 I just saw something where you could meet him, actually. Uh, like online, he's still alive. I believe so. Yeah. Wow. I just, oh, I Bob guess, Hoskins? I just. Oh no, not not, Slim Pickens. not Bob Hoskins. <laughs> who knows? Who oh, I, I, I don't even know. I was say, I, I'm pretty sure he's not alive. I don't know. I I just know he was singing Camp Town Ladies. It's <laughs> 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 not how you sing it. <laughs> Oh, no, nothing beats a good uh, Blazing Saddles reference on an episode about uh, building D&Ds. <laughs> Out of video game yeah. characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's such a natural fit. Well, speaking, speaking of elephants in the room, and I know it's a real touchy subject right now, uh, we were going to do a Dark Elf episode um, focused mainly around the story of Dritz Duerden, uh, you know, the the elf that did not want to be judged by the actions of his peoples, but by the actions of himself. Um, and I, I, I kind of shamelessly backed out of it because the D&D community is really freaking out right now because they're actually taking the dark elves and the orcs. And I'm not kidding you, quote unquote, making them less racist. And I'm like, hmm. but that's... But I guess. I mean, I didn't realize that they were seen that way. But I mean, if if they are seen that way, then tough shit. The 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 dark elves. Danger. You know, the the dark elves were always viewed as evil because Loth corrupted them. It wasn't that they were dark skinned elves, and that's why they were evil. It, it was just you know an off product of you know their queen being a black widow right and and they're not always black skinned i mean that that is like a forgotten realms thing and and stuff but i mean i I, when i was a a kid i think i don't remember what it was from but my first thought of when i when i saw a dark elf they had white skin and i don't like like perfect white skin and i don't know why i had that in my brain but um i know like in well go ahead You'd think too, like they're they're subterranean, and it's like the gray dwarves are evil dwarves, and they're gray, and the uh, Snurf Levlin are the uh, what? are the um, deep gnomes. Uh, they're not evil, but they're the subterranean. Um, they're the subterranean gnomes, and you know, like I said again, they're gray. None of them are, you know, none of them are, uh, you know, cave albino. Um, like the H.P. Lovecraft story, where the creature had been in the cave so long that you know it it, it was uh, racist, know, bleached. Yeah, it's Lovecraft. I'm well, just I'm just assuming. Yeah, well, I remember yeah. some some of the places I'd see that they would actually have purple skin, and some of the places they just would have like a darker skin, like actually similar to He-Man. If if you look at, um, I want to say it's Piratus from a Record of the Lotus War, yep. who was supposedly a dark elf. Yep. That's kind right. of what I was thinking, and I'm like, well, yeah, she was like, she looked like she was like a little, she was, she was tan. She didn't have, she wasn't like pale. She was more tan than the uh, high elf. Deedlet was a high elf, and she was pale, pale skin, yeah, Caucasian looking, but, um, um, but yeah, I mean, she, the dark elves in that were just kind of tan, I think. Or, you know, and Malaketh uh, from uh, the Thor comics is actually half and half, like literally half, half like midnight black and half, I, I think, white. Well, right. But aren't the aren't the dark elves supposed to be white? I, I think they have like white face paints. I'm not sure. Oh, so. So, OK. I know they, they wear like a mask <clears throat> or something because I, I wasn't sure. I, I I was under the impression that he was I knew he was half and half. And I guess I just assumed that they were white and that he somehow had half his face <clears throat> was black. And then the movie came out and then that is what happened. So I just, kind of, oh, yeah, I see. <laughs> yeah, that's 
I I still tell I still tell people if if you don't like uh, Thor Dark World, it's basically a Star Trek movie. So, um, yeah. I mean, I just, I think I think of any of the uh, you know any of the any of the MCU movies. That's the one that I would have loved to have seen like a quote unquote director's cut of. Because there was yeah, a I, I mean it's, there was a ton it, of stuff that that was left on the cutting room floor or just left uh that was supposedly filmed with um Eccleson and he was like he's like he, the movie came out he's like wow they cut like half my role and oh, there was supposedly all the stuff with uh him and his wife you got to see like um him like with a family before the Asgardians came and he said there was like scene various scenes with him before he turned evil and there was uh apparently a lot it's funny it's ironic because like the main thing uh one of the main things people complain about with that movie is that the the paper thin plot for the villains and it's like it seems like if they had just put in all the stuff they filmed it would have fixed that and i think that the well, the way that well, the, the guys at marvel didn't want three hour long movies come yeah, on right, now. right. Nobody, nobody has attention fans <laughs> certainly not geeks Geeks don't have attention spans, that's for sure. We don't like our three and a half hour versions of The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. That's the, yeah, yeah, the I Rings. was just thinking, I'm like, I watched that back to back with the commentary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you're you're a brutal geek, though. You're like hardcore. Well, well sometimes when, when it comes to that kind of stuff. I mean, if it's if it's about Lord of the Rings, it's like, yeah, it's like, all right, sign me up. But yeah, the, that was the thing, though. Like I said, uh, it was on one of the Dungeons & Dragons pages, and I had asked everyone to keep the politics off of Epic Tales because Epic Tales is a place where I want everyone to feel welcome, and if those are your views secretly, uh, you know, then I don't want to know that. Well, I, I think it's interesting to talk about uh, this, this guy in the Underdark who is, like, this huge hero that I've, like, never heard anything about. So I'm looking forward to learning about him because uh, as far as I've heard from everybody, this guy Dritz is just, he's the bee's knees, you know, like a dual sword wheeling sort of badass. Yeah, I mean, I've got, you know, I think all but two of the novels and I am like way behind on actually reading them. Um, but a lot of people are like, you know, oh my God, like, you know, it's, it's, you know, everyone's going to have, you know, the fanboys, every genre has got their fanboys and every genre that has fanboys are going to have the haters of the character and the haters of the fanboys. And it's like, you know, he must be doing something right to be up to, you know, 20, 30 some novels. And, you know, uh, when it first came out, he wrote, I think three. He wrote three and people wanted more. And he's like, that's it. I don't have any more. And they're like, mm -hmm. but, but we need more. So he did the uh, prequels uh, where, you know, he talked about his birth, uh, you know, being brought up in drow society and realizing that it was wrong and, and leaving and, you know, just, just spitting in the face of the spider queen, every chance he got um, to the point that, you know, assassins were sent after him and everything. But he, despite being the hero, uh, even in the books, it's like sometimes when he first comes to Icewind Dale, everybody's like, oh, my God, a dark elf. Like, get the fuck out of here. And it wasn't, that you know, oh, he's black. Get the hell fuck out of here. It's like, you know, he's a dark elf. The dark elves are evil. Get the hell out of here because you're evil. But, uh, you know, like I said with, with, you know, the, the, the touchy subject of, you know, what's going on in the world today um you know 2020 is a scary year i thought it was going to be the year of advantage it turns out it was you know disadvantage um and i'm telling you what humanity's really rolling some natty ones and they're just being <laughs> awful to each other i mean this corona i used to joke that christmas brings out the worst in people but i tell you what this corona has really brought out the worst in people um <clears throat> And, and like that's why I, I stay inside and play video games. Yeah, so. and like I said, you know, it's I ask people to keep their politics off of Epic Tales, and that's all politics. You know, I don't care who you vote for, you know, uh, what's your opinion of, you know, this person, that person, and the other is. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about mythical creatures and shiny, clinky math rocks. Like, you know, I, I, I want to escape reality, and that's why I want Dungeons & Dragons separate from the real world. Um, but like I said, it's, it was one of those things that I felt like we needed to ad address. And then when I saw the fan reaction, you know, of, of people are like, oh, my God, they're, they're changing the, the orcs to make them less racist. And I'm like, well, yes, I understand somebody's got to be the bad guy. But 
you know, it's like I think but, you're, but also I think, you can you can look at it too. It's like they were taking now, it way too personal. Things are, but now things are changing too. It's like I I, I go into this on, on one of the other shows that I was on. Like if you listen to say Sam Kennison and you liked Sam Kennison back then, now you listen to Sam Kennison and you're like his comedy kind of sounds like hate speech. So it's like things change around you, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But the, uh, I mean, if, if the is issue is that, you know, certain people feel like, okay, well, you know, we don't like the idea of demonizing uh, a race. Well, okay. That's fair. Um, that's just totally fair. That's the problem of what we have going on. A lot of people, you, you, you say that, you know, <laughs> Corona brought the worst out of people. I think the president brought the worst out of a lot more people. Um, and, uh, so if, if this is, you know, one of the chips that has fallen, uh, okay, well then maybe there are people that, that feel that way. Like shit, you know, like I like the, I like the, the drow. I like the orcs. Why, why are they all bad? Why do they all have to be bad? I mean, Dritz is the only good drow or whatever. Like, obviously they're not all bad. Like, so I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, these sweeping generalizations and, uh, and you know, maybe it's good. I don't know. I, yeah. I had never, or, heard, I had never personally heard of uh, this this problem. I didn't know people uh, felt this way about orcs and, and things. But well, um, always yeah, it's kind fine of with me if they want to change it. Even even in Skyrim, they you know uh, kept to themselves in their strongholds, and it just. Geez, that sounds like the plot to the Warcraft movie, and now I'm ashamed I have to admit to you that I saw the Warcraft movie. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Only four uh, times. I saw it twice. I, I, I think we're all in, I think we're all entitled to one <laughs> to one big mistake in life. Um, Boss Rush and I yeah. uh, we went to see uh, Battlefield Earth in the theater. Only you know what? I like Battlefield Earth. I like that movie. I don't even care. <laughs> Barry Pepper. Barry Pepper is the friggin' man. You don't even give a kid. Well, you know what? I don't care either. I don't care. I, <laughs> it's fine. You know what? You can't look at that and be like, wow, that's an interesting way to make Forrest Whitaker look. <laughs> I just remember the, the numbers of fingers kept changing. <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, they have six? No, they have five here. They have six again. No, they have five. They're, I counted five. And then I kept thinking like, no, no, no. No, I'm, I'm, I, it must be just me. I'm missing. I'm, I, I can't be seeing this right. I'm, I'm seeing six fingers and it's actually five or something. And one, two, three, four, five, six. Son of a bitch, there's six. I knew there was six. And it's like the next scene, there's six. Oh, okay. There's six again. Oh, shit. Oh, look, there's fucking five. I knew it fucking changed. By the fingers of Xenu. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's, that's, that is just people people were really getting like way too bent out of shape about it and i thought oh my gosh it's like i'm still like this little baby podcast and it's like i don't want hellfire and brimstone rain down on me because you know i voiced my opinion of you know what i felt was right uh you know that you shouldn't judge uh a pc based on the race they're playing uh you know let the hero's actions speak for themselves and let the bards write the tales um which, like I said, the whole thing with Africa Tales was I wanted a place where everyone could come together and share their stories free of judgment. You know, uh, you know, we, we often joke that we'll burn the trolls um, because that's the thing I'm seeing on a lot of these bigger Dungeons and Dragons pages. And it's like you have an idea and it's like you think it's a really good idea and you put it out there and someone just shits all over it. And it's like, dude, like. Why did that make you feel good for shitting on this person's character idea? Or when I come up with an idea, a lot of times I get, oh, well, League of Legends did that. And I'm like, what the fuck didn't League of Legends do? What didn't did he do? Like, yeah, I get it. There's never been an original idea, you know, since fucking whenever. Uh, the, the wheel? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, don't just shit all over my idea for, you know for having it you know it's like tell me how to improve it tell me what about it it's just way too cliche or you get the guys that are like uh well i wouldn't let that at my table and it's like well i'm not thank god you're not my dm because you know fuck you like how about that <laughs> yeah take that <laughs> you know it's like i'm a firm believer in you know the rule of cool over the rules as written but there's also a fine line where it's like you got to remember the dungeon master's a player too and they want to have fun and Except for that one guy. Yeah, you know, it's like you have the power gamers or, you know, it's like people that 
people for some reason feel the need to cheat at Dungeons and Dragons, and by cheat I mean like metagaming, like oh I'm going to use real world knowledge that my character wouldn't have to give me a you know a leg up in the game, or you know people that have to fudge their die rolls. It's like mm. it, you know it's like you got to take the success with the failure. Sometimes you mm. know it's it's just as funny to to screw something up as it is to succeed in it. Um, I only do that at. I only do that at the end if we're just about like at the last boss and it's like, okay, you needed, you needed a, a 20 to, to hit and it's like a 19 and I'm like, all right, close enough. You yeah. know, it's like for time, I feel like that's, well, you, you that's can do the, that. this thing too. It's with the dungeon master. It's like, you've got kind of a wizard of Oz power where don't, don't ask, don't tell, don't peek behind the screen. And it's like, you know, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing that breaks my heart when I train new dungeon masters is, you know, I, I embark some of my knowledge of 20 years of playing onto them. And I feel like a little bit of the magic dies when you become the dungeon master. I mean, you still have fun, you're still playing, but it's like just some of the stuff, some of the stuff that you didn't know, uh, you know, or didn't realize was happening and you find out happens. It's like, Oh, it's like, that's, that kind of sucks. It's like when you find out how a magic trick works, it's like it, it lost some of that illusion. Well, you see um, how the sausage is made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I've never eaten that again. But, uh, well, that's, like... that's not true for me, but I'll still eat it. But no, at least I know what it, look, what it looks like now. <laughs> Lips looks like this. I get to feel looks... extra gross. <laughs> looks like the sun is starting to set. We, uh, we were not able to find the fabled power glove, but it's probably for the best. Um, I bet that bald headed bear has it. I bet the oh. bald ass bear from us, uh, that John Candy movie. Yep. Now our two ends match. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I'm going to have a, a new quest of replaying some of these gems from my childhood, and hopefully, it you know rekindled you guys's and the listeners' uh, interest in some of these old games, and maybe you'll blow some of the dust off of those cartridges one last time. Um, and if not, I mean, your interest in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ooze pies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they're way past their expiration date. Like, what petition do I have to <laughs> sign to get green pudding put back into the goddamn pasty cake? I don't remember these being so crunchy. No. <laughs> I I, um, I I will tell you guys in one of our early episodes uh, we did eat thirty year old gum from uh, Batman um, Batman um, uh, like the movie cards so we ate that and that uh, uh-huh. I that have the disgusting. cereal I have the cereal with the bank actually yeah. that's how you and I met Justin it was Batman yeah. Day and I got into the closet and dug out the Batman cereal bank. Yeah, dude, don't eat that gum. Don't eat that cereal. I, <laughs> I, I mean, and if you have Mr. T cereal, don't eat that either. Part of a unique breakfast. Well, you know, Did he say unique. <laughs> it's better than year old milk. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, 30 year old milk might be some really damn good cheese. And then, they probably just call that yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you guys once again for coming aboard the Siren Song and joining us on this epic quest. Well, thanks for having us. It was fun. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Well, uh, it's been it's been pretty epic. Yeah. Oh, should we come across any more retro relics, we'll have you aboard again. Um, in the meantime, if you guys would like to hoist your own colors, um, Sure. Uh, well, we have an episode. We It's so funny that you brought up those Ninja Turtle uh, cream pies, uh, the fruit pies or whatever the hell they are. Pudding pies. Uh, pudding pies. <laughs> we, uh, we did talk about... Yeah, we did talk about those and various other uh, extinct snack cakes and snack foods and things you just can't get anymore. Uh, And that episode is going to be out on July 14th, which happens to be my birthday. So why don't you why don't you give me a little present and uh, and go listen to our episode when it airs? That would be pretty cool. We talk about all kinds of stuff like that. And two days later. (laughs) Yeah. And just two days later, if you're not doing anything. Uh, on the 16th, I am going to be part of an on-air book fair because I am uh, a writer of uh, fine horror books 
and uh, my name, I, I, which I write under Steve Van Sampson, which is my uh, actual like other name that I have besides Parasite Steve. And um, yeah, I'm going to be one of 13 authors and we're all presenting books and uh, going to be showing some book trailers and different things. I don't have a book trailer, but like people do like real authors who like plan and like do stuff. They, they do. And that's cool. So you'll be able to like check out a whole bunch of like indie authors and, and it'll be fun. We'll all hang out. Uh, if you look up the on air book fair, um, on Facebook, the event is there. You will find it. it is being put on by the early late night live show. And that is July 16th. It is being broadcast live on Facebook and YouTube that night. That sounds cool. Yeah. So check it out. All right. Well, if you want to get a hold of some epic savings yourself, check out some of our sponsors, such as Neverland Games. Um, you can find them at Neverland Games. Um, store.com uh, tell Tony that you are a member of Amalgamania or Epic Tales of RPGs and uh, he might hook you up with an epic discount uh, as well as our good friends over at uh, Mythical Meats um, they have was it 10, 10 different exotic meat flavors um, use the code NEILBOG15 for an amazing 15% off um, as well as the monthly dice subscription of the critical dice. Um, also discount code you can use is mania. Uh, and that will get you 50% off your first purchase. Um, go big or go home. I get the extra large bag myself. I, I would like to recommend if you go back and listen to the uh, retro redoctopus uh, episode uh, featuring the dark crystal, a uh, personal favorite of mine. <laughs> uh is that does that have anything to do with the fact that you uh you recorded a ridiculously long voicemail that we played for that episode it was quite long but um i i sent you my third <laughs> revision <laughs> oh man that's all right whenever we do uh voicemails for people they always end up being way the fuck too long and i'm like uh i am sorry <laughs> <laughs> we do tend to go on and on it's, oh, it's okay, right. but um, you guys can also, uh, as in our listeners, you can also check me out on the fantastic podcast. And uh, in uh, and uh, our next episode is going to be featuring uh, Jurassic Park. Ooh, nice! All right, well, much uh, much unlike the Forever Man, the the sand in our hourglass is Ooh. in fact out. <laughs> Ooh, excellent reference! Yes. So if you want to hit us with that how one more time. Oh, I don't have it on the ready. That's sorry. Oh. How about a homemade one? <laughs> <laughs> All righty. I think that's it on uh, our ship's log. Um, we've hoisted the colors. We've thanked our guests. Um, it, I, I must say it has been a blast. Um, we did have to grab that that long rest there in the middle, but you know what? Uh, it was totally worth it. Um, so, in closing, thanks a lot, guys. Yes, thank Very you. Very cool. Um, well, it's that time again, heroes. We're gonna take a long rest, and we'll see you on the next quest. Good night, Mister Cooper. Good work. Sleep well. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. Thank you, sir. You're too kind. As for the rest of you, be kind to yourself and each other. Good luck. Happy gaming. adventurers are you looking to set sail on an epic adventure of your very own and hoist your own colors well let me tell you about anchor it's the easiest way to make your very own podcast and it's free there's a variety of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your very own podcast right from your computer and anchor will even publish your podcast for you making it available on other apps such as spotify itunes you can even extract the files and upload them to youtube
Greetings! We are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, a bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons, I don't know, help me out here. Music. Pants. Quoting video games that don't have dialogues. Shabibers. Tasty news. Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia. Butt breathers. Uncomfortable nature facts. Or how to install a samoplange. And unlike all those other podcasts, we at Retroidocubus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So, if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week, we'll have a whole new host. Of problems. Hey, they might still suck, but they'll suck differently. And you know what's really cool? Retroidocubus is part of the Dorkening and Inebriar podcast networks with new episodes every Tentacle Tuesday. Which is like every other Tuesday. We named it. Anyways, you can listen to us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or any podcast player cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all things that make growing up awesome. <laughs> Greetings, adventurers. Gurky here with a very special discount code from Mythical Meats. Use code NEOBOG15 for a very special 15% off one order. Greetings, weary adventurer. Do ye have a taste for the exotic? Do regular snacks no longer provide the thrill ye seek? Would ye rather eat a cod piece than another boring candy bar? Then it's time for ye to sink your teeth into Mythical Meats Exotic Game Sticks. Mythical Meats offers a wide variety of exotic flavors based on creatures of legend to give ye a snack experience of epic proportions. Like it hot? Try the Spicy Creatures Sample Pack featuring dragon, chupacabra, and werewolf. More in the mood for something a bit milder? Try the Creatures of the Sky Sample Pack with Pegasus, Griffin, and Phoenix. Can't decide on which one you want? Why not try the Exotic Flavor Sample Pack? featuring all ten flavors so you can find your favorite. Go to mythicalmeats.com to see the full selection of flavors and place your order. All orders over $49 get free two-day shipping. Mythical Meats exotic game snack sticks. So good, they're legendary.